Chapter Seven of the Venerable Don Bosco, the Apostle of Youth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Venerable Don Bosco, the Apostle of Youth, by M. S. Pine. Chapter Seven: Purchase of Valdoco Property, Church of Saint Francis of Sales the cholera it was not until eighteen fifty one that don bosco was enabled to purchase the valdoco property the owner pinarte constantly requiring eighty thousand francs an exorbitant price in february of that year he sought don bosco and agreed to accept thirty thousand five hundred which was its real value the offer was timely this acquisition had been the object of the saintly apostle's desires for five years and now though his purse was empty he concluded the contract with eyes fixed confidently on divine providence assured that mary help of christians would be as ever his intercessor and treasurer scarcely had Pinardi disappeared when don cafasso his spiritual director entered with a gift of ten thousand francs from the countess casasa the next day a trust fund of twenty thousand francs was placed at his disposal and a banker his friend supplied the lacking five hundred francs it was a joyous day for all when the contract was signed and the valdoco fields became the property of the oratory don bosco saw that this was a golden moment for securing a public house nearby the giardiniera which had long been a source of fear and sorrow to him on account of the danger to his boys from the proximity of vicious examples he hastened to make overtures to the proprietor which were at once accepted and the necessary funds for the purchase poured in with promptitude and now madre mia he said to his chief and most cherished counsellor i am going to erect a beautiful church on the site of the giardinera and dedicate it to st francis of Sales. but where will the money come from inquired practical margaret you know we have nothing but debts madre mia would you contribute if you could certainly you know i would poverello mio and do you think god is less liberal you are always right my son we will pray with the innocent children god has entrusted to us if we are imprudent it is in his service his heart full of gladness and hope he began the enterprise the cornerstone was laid july twenty first eighteen fifty one and on june twentieth eighteen fifty two the new church free of debt was consecrated under the title of st francis of sales a solemn and ever memorable day for the oratory and for the gentle bishop of geneva an increase of devotion as the beloved patron of the institute the evening after the sacred ceremony beheld him closeted anew with madre mia and on fire with another project his children must no longer live in such a ruined house they must have a better and more commodious home margaret was alarmed but he calmed her anxiety declaring money will not be wanting the priest who spends liberally for god becomes the channel for the alms of the faithful his hopes were more than realized for from the king victor emmanuel down to the most lowly 
all were eager to contribute to the new building in eighteen fifty four the cholera broke out in italy and its ravages were felt in many of the provinces in turin business was suspended the rich fled to the mountains and the victims of the scourge died daily without help and were left unburied Baldoco did not escape whole families were cut off don bosco adopted every possible sanitary measure to hinder its fatal inroads among his children he offered himself to god for his flock and more frequent and fervent prayer and greater purity of conscience became the law of the pupils as the hospitals filled don bosco accepted the charge of one in baldoco and appealed to his young disciples for cooperation should any of you sacrifice your life in this noble charity it will be for a martyrdom with the certainty of obtaining the palm of everlasting victory he concluded with solemn assurance large numbers of his devoted youths eagerly pressed forward to answer his call but don bosco chose only forty the most robust among the volunteers for this duty of charity so fraught with danger for tragic months they labored heroically in the service of the sick and dying under the eye of their beloved master don bosco was everywhere he was confessor to open the gates of heaven to the departing souls to speed them on the way with the bread of life he was physician and nurse loving and skilful not disdaining the most menial acts in his wide-souled devotedness after the toils and hardships of the day he sought repose still dressed ready for any emergency and was called more than once during the night to afford aid to the dying in the oratory all was activity demands on margaret's patience time and supplies were unceasing she gave at last the table linen and even the altar linen for the relief of the suffering but the dread ordeal came to an end god's providence had watched over the father and his children and the relentless herald of death had not been allowed to claim one victim cardinal cagliero the celebrated silesian now seventy-eight years of age in a recent lecture in rome february nineteen sixteen on his apostolate in patagonia and the argentine told the following thrilling experience of his own during this period in the august of eighteen fifty four said the venerable prince of the church the cholera raged at turin and i lay sick in the infirmary of the oratory i was then sixteen years of age and the physicians vowed i had come to the end of my life in the house it was said i was reduced to the state because i had committed the imprudence of accompanying don bosco on a visit to the lazaretto don bosco was requested by the doctors to visit me and to administer the last sacraments he came to my bedside i remember him yet just as if i saw him here this moment which is better for you he asked me to get well or to go to paradise to go to paradise i replied very well he added but the madonna wishes you to be cured this time you will get well you will be a priest and you will take your breviary and travel far 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 a stupendous vision then opened before the eyes of the father drawing near to my bed he was to recount it only after thirty-five years he saw it surrounded by a savage people of tall stature and fierce aspect of copper-coloured skin 
and with thick black hair tied by a string at the forehead he did not know then to what race these figures belonged and only later on he opened in secret a manual of geography and found there that they belonged to the type of patagonians to the mind of the father there then opened out a vision of that immense region which he foretold would be rich in minerals in industries in factories in railways blessed by the precious gift of the christian faith through the labors and the blood of his own spiritual family i certainly got well in that moment the fever left me and i did not even receive the sacraments because since i grew well suddenly it seemed to be better to do this when i should have risen i must add that all these particulars don bosco revealed only after i had initiated the evangelization of patagonia and was already its vicar apostolate because precisely through fear of being guided by his personal impression he never wished to take a leading part where i or my duties were concerned but he rather left everything to be disposed by divine providence that it might direct all things exactly as it had shown to the father in the glance into the future End of chapter 7